Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's 560 The Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on a feel good Friday. We're going to have some good reggae music throughout, hopefully, some sun throughout the weekend. Didn't it feel good waking up this morning? And being like, what is that? I have not seen this in a long time, but oh, it's so glorious. So get some sun, some weekend, get you some reggae music, make you feel good with the Joe Rose Show. They're talking with Mike Florio, all things NFL, especially this weekend's Dolphins game. The Dan Levitard Show, talking Marlins, Major League Baseball history. Then Hawk and Crowd are going to touch them all. And they're even going to ask, is UD moonlighting at Subway? And if we have time... Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers, kind of the week that was on the Hawkman and Crowder show. Right now we have the time for headlines from the Modelo Especial Sports Desk. The Marlins have hired Kim Ang as GM. She becomes MLB's first woman and Asian American to hold that position with a team. Ang has decades of experience in the front offices of the White Sox, Yankees, Dodgers, and Major League Baseball. It's Shula Bowl 19 when FAU face FIU at 7 tonight. The ninth-ranked Canes play Virginia Tech tomorrow at noon here on 560 The Joe. The Dolphins have placed four players, including two defensive starters, on the COVID list, and they will not be able to play Sunday at 4 when Miami faces the Chargers. The Heat have hired Karan Butler as an assistant coach. Butler played in Miami from 2002 to 2004. Day two of the Masters underway, and Dustin Johnson sits atop the leaderboard along with three others at nine under. Inter-Miami play their inaugural MLS playoff game next Friday at nine against Nashville. Both Miami and Nashville are first-year expansion teams. The Ivy League has canceled all winter sports. Barring any changes, that means the conference will hold no athletics this school year. Big 12 Commissioner Bill Bowlesby says the NCAA has discussed delaying the college football playoff due to all the cancellations from COVID-19. Headline sponsored by Modelo Especial, the perfect beer for your home tailgate. Modelo Especial, a beer brewed with the fighting spirit. Now you've earned it. Long week, but a little bit of the day spa. <sighs> Motion detecting robotic wolves are being used to protect a Japanese town from bears. See, more and more jobs are going to robots. A 10-year-old boy has become the youngest kayaker to go across the Grand Canyon. With that said, I am so ready to sit on the couch, watch football, and drink beer this weekend. A woman recently forgot to turn off her Zoom meeting, then commenced discussing with her plumber about the monster deuce she took, mortifying her co-workers. 
Ooh, my hot mess of the day in more than one way. A woman is taking some heat online after buying her nephew a winning lotto ticket for his birthday, then asking him to split the winnings. You'll get nothing unlike it. Now on to the Exergen Weather Center. Tonight's forecast, cloudy with temperatures in the low 80s. This morning, Joe Rose, he is in his sweet spot. Zach Krantz, also in his sweet spot. Hollywood, I'm guessing he's in his sweet spot too. And they are talking with Mike Florio. Oh, yeah, he knows football, but he also knows it's Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dolphins a little shorthanded. They'll discuss that. Also, are the Colts real? And you got to be good. Don't worry about people trying to predict your plays. Finally, the Tua Herbert rivalry. Mike, as always, thanks for the time. Always appreciate talking to you. Happy Football Friday to you. You know, it's funny. I noticed a little bit ago while we were wrapping up Pro Football Talk Live that it's Friday the 13th. And that's the first time I'd noticed it today. And usually I'm very aware of Friday the 13th. And my producer said to me, you didn't notice it because every day this year is Friday the 13th. (laughs) Good point. Hey, Mike, you know, I've been sitting here. I I put a whammy on the on the Dolphins. Oh, their their program's unbelievable to keep the players safe. And sure enough, they could be out two of their best defensive players for for this game. And and by the way, it's not done for anybody, right? It's going to be right up to game time with this daily testing to find out what's going to happen. It's just, it's crazy. Just when you start to get excited, you're like, God, who's going to be out? Not because of injury, but because of the COVID-19. Yeah, that's the one random arbitrary thing that can pop up at any given moment. And the league's approach now, if someone tests positive, then you immediately exile anyone who may have been in close contact with the person who tested positive. And you have a strategic impact. You have guys not available to play or not available to practice like Ben Roethlisberger this week, like Matthew Stafford last week, the week the Raiders had their entire offensive line unavailable to practice. And then they got blown off the field by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's just part of football. Football. The overriding objective this year is get the games in. And if one team is down a few players, too bad. And it's unfortunate because there's a certain amount of infection that's unavoidable. When you send 170 people from every NFL team out into their communities yeah. every night after work, right. people are going to catch it, period. And what's going to happen is people are going to be unavailable to work. One leak in the whole program is right there. Right. You just named right. it that those guys aren't. They're free to go home. We got a lot of guys. A lot of them got kids. A lot of them, some of them have kids in school down here. You're just uh, adding on to the problem. You're exactly right. You can't control it. Belichick did something this week on WEEI that really surprised me. I, I don't know if you were surprised. Talking about one of the greatest things in his career is getting out of that Jets contract as head coach. I, I was just surprised he doesn't usually say something like that. Were you surprised by the comment? I was surprised by it. It made me wonder whether you had a few shots before the, <laughs> you know, either of, of whiskey or sodium pentothal. But, you know, why pick it a scab from 20 years ago? There's no reason to do it. It is unlike him. But, but that's the, the side of him that does sneak out from time to time away from football. And people will say he's hilarious. Not long ago, Adam Gates, the Jets coach, said he's a really funny guy and that, you know, he, he tells great stories and he's usually so guarded. Uh, and maybe he's just starting to realize and maybe maybe finally someone has gotten through to him. Like, Bill, you don't have to be super secret curmudgeon that never smiles and <laughs> never says anything. And, you know, you can you can be yourself and you can have a good time. It's OK to enjoy your life and enjoy your job. You're not going to accidentally 
spit out some secret that's going to undermine your team's ability to win football games. Yeah, really weird stuff by uh, Bill Belichick there. That is for sure from what he came out and said last week. Uh, I, I got to go last night real quick to Thursday Night Football and just ask you, and it's not a loaded question, but are the Indianapolis Colts the weirdest team in the NFL? Like 6-3, and three, they just don't look it, right? I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm watching too little of them, but they don't look like a team at 6-3 and three and possibly the top of their division or close to it. Well, every time you start to think that the Colts are a great team, they lose a game. You think if they're a great team, they should win. I mean, they went to Cleveland and lost to the Browns. They, they lost to the Ravens this past week in a game that it looked like the Colts were going to, to win. And, and so I think that's the issue. And they came out of the gates losing to the Jaguars, the only win that Jacksonville's right. had all right. year long. But since then, they're 6-2. and two. I think last night was huge. To go into a division rivals building and beat them that puts so much pressure on the titans when they get together in just two weeks 16 days from now it's titans at colts if the colts sweep it's just like what the saints did to the buccaneers over the weekend you make it very very difficult for the team that was swept to win the division so the colts are coming around they have a mini buy and then they face the packers in that 425 p.m eastern window a game that was flexed into late afternoon and for good reason should be a great game yep. and a test and an opportunity for the colts to show they belong you know, we've had that upper echelon of the AFC, and for a while it was Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers, Titans. The Titans are fading. The Dolphins are rising. The Bills are rising. The Colts are rising. And you've got, ultimately, a very impressive and potentially very challenging AFC playoff field where whoever emerges from that group of teams is going to be ready to take on whatever the best team is that the NFC ultimately has to offer. Mike, what's been your thoughts overall? Uh, this two, two parts with Lamar Jackson, who's from down here in South Florida, but coming off his MVP season and now coming out and saying, I feel like the defenses know our plays when, when he gets up there, which, I mean, they study every tendency there is, but, but were you surprised by that? And how do you think he's playing? Well, Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator, downplayed that yesterday, saying there's always going to be an element of that. The question is, is there too much of it? Should you be disguising more what you're doing by way of formations? And also, it isn't necessarily the formations. It could be certain players doing certain things right. that operate as tells. That's part of the challenge, the chess match. And I think it's fascinating the film study. I've had conversations with guys like Chris Spielman about every little thing that you look for when you're studying film to get a read on what they're going to do. When you're good, when you're dominant physically, when you're so fast that they can't catch you and so big that when they catch you, they can't bring you down, it doesn't matter if they know what you're doing. I just think that Lamar Jackson continues to be one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL. They're trying to develop him into a pocket passer. I think for his own long-term good, like a Steve Young or a Steve McNair, that it's not sustainable to continue to run and run and run and run year after year. At some point, you've got to make that transition. They're trying to force the transition. And also, it makes you a more dynamic quarterback if you are more of a threat as a passer. Look at Kyler Murray, who quietly is becoming a force as a thrower of the football and how that that enhances his overall skill set. So that's the challenge now. You know, they say that the, the Ravens have an issue in big games. I don't think they have an issue in big games. They have an issue in huge games. That's when they tend to stumble, whether it's the Chiefs, whether it's the Steelers, whether it's the playoffs. And that's where they need to be ready. And, you know, everything's pointing toward that playoff game for the Ravens this year. Whatever they do, they're going to make it to the postseason barring a collapse. Right. When they get ready for their first game of the postseason – 
the intensity, the questions, the stress, the pressure. Can you finally win a playoff game? It, it reminds me of the Bengals 2011 through 2014, 15. Every year they kept going back to the playoffs, and that narrative kept growing because they kept losing and it just overpowers the team. They need to win a playoff game this year to put an end to that talk. I think Lamar's throwing the ball a lot better, though. Do you, you agree? Like, just watching him zip, you could see he's worked really hard on his passing. I don't know what you think of his wide receivers. or I, mean, they're, they're... I think that's the issue. Well, that's the issue. It's the receivers, right? And it's, it's Marquise Brown. I mean, I know he got a little salty a couple of weeks ago because he only had one catch for three yards against the Steelers. And if you're not winning and the player isn't involved, the player tends to get a little antsy, but I don't know that the receivers are where they need to be to get the most out of Lamar Jackson's throwing abilities. And and the problem is, how do you attract in free agency a receiver who has options when that receiver knows he's signing on for a run first off? Totally so agree. you've got to rely on the draft to find your receivers or, or go and sign Des Bryant. And I'm convinced that Des Bryant signing, I mean, he was on the field for two snaps last week. Signing Des Bryant was the peace offering to the people in the locker room who wanted Antonio Brown. I'm convinced of that. And, and I think they activated him last week, and it wasn't a coincidence. They brought him up to the roster on the day that Antonio Brown debuted with the Buccaneers. They just don't want trouble from guys like Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown and others who believe they should have made a play for Antonio Brown. Yeah. Wow. Mike, if we uh, rewind back to last week and you take just the uh, the final scoreboard for the NFL for the weekend and you swap the Pats-Jets score with the Saints-Bucks score, I think it would look more realistic than the way it did. I thought you guys <laughs> I thought you guys going into the weekend, not even close, not even close in my mind, the best game of the weekend, the one game, if I only had to watch one, it was going to be Saints-Bucks. I still cannot believe when I look at that score, it was 38-3. And then on Monday night, you got the great collapse of the Jets, 30-27. But that Sunday night game, I can't imagine nobody expected that or even close to that. 30-27 was the score I had picked, actually, for the Sunday night game. It ended up being the Monday night score. And, and you know, there's a dynamic now, and, and it's driven by the social media accounts of the various teams. When there's an occasion that results in the various on-air analysts who pick games picking one team to win across the board, and when inevitably the team that wasn't picked wins, they just love rubbing everyone's face in it. Like, <laughs> hey, sorry, sorry that you previously Sorry that you weren't good enough and you gave us a reason to think you wouldn't win the game. And you know, I've said this all week long because the Saints really did that extended victory lap because we all picked the Buccaneers. ESPN right, all right. picked the Buccaneers. <laughs> NFL Network all picked the Buccaneers. Everybody thought the Buccaneers would win. What are we right. supposed to do? And if the Saints lose this weekend to the 49ers, I'm not letting the Saints hear the end of it <laughs> because we all think the Saints are going to win. I'm almost rooting for the 49ers just so we can rub the Saints' face in it to get back at them for what they did this week. Everybody, nobody expected that. I mean, my God, five runs. Running plays by the Tampa Bay. That was that was crazy, Mike. Hey, Mike, Tua. That's a her- record. Can you believe that? I know. That, there's never That's even been crazier. Five running plays in a game until last Sunday night. God, it's crazy. All right. Hey, the the big sexy down here, or I should say young sexy, Tua and Herbert. What are your thoughts on this one? I, I know that we still haven't seen enough of Tua to come to any firm conclusions. There are concerns that what we saw from him last week wasn't nearly enough to win on a consistent basis. We've seen a lot more from Justin Herbert. Herbert has been more impressive so far. And, you know, this is that 
potential for Herbert to have a little chip on his shoulder. The Dolphins could have taken either guy. They took two instead of Herbert. The problem is that the team around Herbert hasn't been nearly good enough to justify and, and validate his talent. I think it's got the potential to be a great game. Uh, I, I love the fact that the Dolphins are wearing the throwbacks. I love the fact that there's a push now that Brian Flores has gotten behind to make the throwback uniforms the regular uniforms. I just think that that this could be a special rivalry. We could see it in theory every year. Uh, I hope to see it often, and and I really hope we get a great game on Sunday afternoon, which means the final score is going to be thirty-eight to three. Every every time we hype something, get excited. This happens. Hey, so just to follow up real quickly, because they were talking about it. You think Herbert was po? The two went ahead of him, or do you think he's glad to be on the West Coast? We are talking about this, and maybe he didn't want to. How do you think he feels about? It? I mean, it's worked out for him. My God, he's playing great, like you said. I, I'd love to yeah, know I, what he thinks. I don't think it's something he's upset said about right but we know how these guys operate i mean it's that michael jordan mentality where if there isn't something out there that naturally motivates you go ahead and make something up if you have to so and and it's not like it's a stretch for herbert to say and this is where it falls on the coaches around him to needle him and press his buttons the way a bill parcells would you want that guy to be pissed off that he's taking on a team that didn't believe in him they believed in tua and this is your chance to show that they screwed up by right. not taking you. And, you know, a lot of fans look at it and say, oh, this is the National Football League. Nobody is operating. Yeah, they do. They do operate that way because you never know what that extra little thing is going to be that gets you to get out of bed instead of hitting the snooze a few extra times, watching more film than you otherwise would have watched, hydrating more than you would have hydrated, getting in that extra workout, eating the right food, doing everything you need to do to be in absolute positive, best top condition for the game, getting enough sleep, everything in the days preceding that game. If you're locked in and motivated, you're more likely to do all of that. Right. Mike, always great having you, man. Really appreciate it. You take care and have a good week, and hopefully you got some good games. Thank you, buddy. All right. Thanks, guys. Joe Rose only bringing you the best in South Florida sports, especially football, because after all, he caught Dan Marino's first touchdown pass as a professional. Trivia question. They're going to do that about two one day, I guarantee. But, of course, you can hear Joe Rose weekday mornings right here, 560 from 6 to 10. Following him, the Dan Lebetard Show. So my question is, at this point, did she deserve a better job than the Marlins? Billy, is that a low shot? Did I take a let's go to our Marlins um, aficionado there? Like, how do, how are we feeling? Like, how good of a gig is this for her to land the the Miami Marlins gig? We're gonna find out the answer to that in about five minutes. Plus, it's a feel good Friday, so I have some reggae for you here on five sixty. The Joe Radio Rewind. <laughs> This is 560 The Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and it's a feel-good Friday, so I got that good reggae music to send you off into the weekend, make you say, I read. This is Luton Fire, Kijano Media. Yeah. I know you're so 
that Luton fire, spitting that fire, me de ya. I don't know if they're saying it in that patois like me to ya, me to you, or just media. Like, yeah, we want to be on the radio, put us on the media. Nonetheless, Luton fire, Kajano. Woo, always feeling good with the Dan Levitard Show from 10 to noon right here on 560 The Joe. Dan and Stu got hat off, but no worries. They had fill-ins, and, of course, the shipping container was there to help out. Talking about Major League Baseball history and the Marlins GM job or Jeopardy host. Big news in Major League Baseball as well. We've got Kim Ang, the first uh, female, first Asian-American GM for the Marlins. That's a pretty big uh, breakthrough for the sport, right? It's a huge deal. I mean, the fact that she is not only a high-ranking member of the organization, but she's the general manager. I mean, it's awesome just to see the representation that this hire means for so many people, Asian-Americans, women, it's incredible to see, and I'm, you know, it's unfortunate that I'm already seeing on Twitter like, well, who is this woman? I've never heard of her ever. I'm sorry. She has over 30 years of experience with the Chicago White Sox, the New York Yankees, the L.A. Dodgers, the MLB Commissioner's Office. Like this lady's resume is stacked, and this could not be cooler to see on a Friday. So my question is, at this point. Did she deserve a better job than the Marlins? Billy, is that a low shot? Did I take a let's go to our Marlins um, aficionado there? Like, how do, how are we feeling? Like, how good of a gig is this for her to land the the Miami Marlins gig? I mean, why are you raining on everybody's parade today, Peter Burns? What's I'm, going I'm, listen, on here? I, I got to be honest with you. I'm in my feelings right now because my wife dressed up my daughter in all Alabama gear, and she hit me with the roll tide. As being an LSU fan who doesn't get the chance to see a game, albeit a 40-point beatdown that the tide would have put on LSU, I'm kind of upset He's about projecting. that. In college. He's just yeah, projecting and, on us. And, in college football, uh, kind of whittling away as uh, all these games are being canceled. But all serious, I mean, like, all right, Marlin fans amongst you here in the shipping container, how do we feel about this thing? I think it's cool. It's exciting. I mean, the Marlins did make the playoffs last year. Now they were one of, like, 400 teams that made the playoffs, but they did make the playoffs. Um, and I'm hoping that, you know, she won't be judged on one season because they made the playoffs with, you know, they were, like, two games over 500 or something. So if they fall back down to earth on a full season this year, I hope that, you know, it's not put on her, but she seems to be part of a larger rebuild that they have going on now. And their previous GM, who was also president of baseball operations, was inherited from the previous ownership group. So this seems to be their person. So moving forward, they've rebuilt their farm system. They have young talent coming up now. And I guess this is now their final piece that they're putting in place for whatever their vision is. Are we still in, the, Roy and Anthony, are we still in this situation where we feel like anytime the Marlins do something, all of a sudden they'll be sellers just because like they want to have the run like they did you know, twice before where they go on a run and then all of a sudden it's just like every, if it's a blue light special at Kmart deal? No, I don't think so anymore. I think the Marlins have turned the corner now. I don't feel like uh, they're going to be sellers anymore. I think they're going to be buyers. And like Billy said, they fix the farm system. If they do sell, they can sell any one of their prospects because they seem to be in high commodity now, but they, I think they made their turnaround. I think they're up and coming. I think they'll be a better team throughout. So I think that Kim has a good gig on her hands right now. She should be happy with uh... PB to be a seller. Um, you actually have to have people that people want to buy, right? That's the thing that the, the Marlins <laughs> right. for so long have, have had great pieces and have filtered through the, the farm system. And obviously you see Christian Yelich, like former MVPs and guys that they've let go 
for, for other pieces to rebuild that farm system. And now Kim Ang is going to be able to harness all the trades and all the things and all the assets they've collected and hopefully do some really good stuff with them. All right, Alyssa, better gig. Uh, Kim Ang landing the GM job for the Marlins or whoever gets the next job as the host of Jeopardy? Which which of the two would be your pick as the one that you would need to have? Oh, man. Okay, well, for me, I'm certainly nowhere near as smart as Kim Ang, so I'd have to go with the Jeopardy gig personally because I think that's the one that I might not fail at. Uh, I don't think I am in any position to be a general manager of a major league baseball team uh, as she is. But, you know, looking at the Jeopardy thing as well, um, as long as the requirement would be like being able to answer less than 2% of the questions, then I'm then I'm good. But, but which one do you want? Not which one you would be better at, but which is a better gig? Like at the end of the day, when you go to bed, would you be more excited to be the GM of a baseball team or be more excited to be the host of Jeopardy? Easily like the most well-known outside of Wheel of Fortune. I do feel, Billy, but we haven't done anything on this show that provided an opportunity to use the poll because we haven't been that great today. But I do feel like we're coming up with a poll question. Better gig, GM of the Marlins or being the uh, the new host of Jeopardy, which is still to be determined. I still would put my money on Ken Jennings getting that or Mina Kimes uh, also, um, favor of the show here. Anybody, Levitard was not part of that list. Was he? Is that correct? Is that not right? <laughs> He'd be no. great, though. I think Levit- Levitard would be great at it. Stu Gatz, not so much. Who would be the worst here on this show of actually hosting it? What she's going to do here? Probably me. Uh, <laughs> it's probably going to end up being me. Because okay. I actually have to know the answers. I know half of them. No, 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 no. It's no. written on the card. Such a better you don't need to know the answers. You have the card. Yeah, Jeopardy's such a better gig than like a major league general manager because all you basically have to do is read and come off as smart, right? And there's no right. pressure unless you mess up reading the thing or for whatever reason you give out the wrong answer. Or in Jeopardy, Peter, you have to answer the questions in the form of question. So unless you start letting that slide and people aren't doing things in the form of a question, and I feel like Jeopardy is a pretty cushy gig, which I'm sure may or may not pay more anyways than being a general manager of the Marlins. Right. There's no pressure. As long as you you get the answers that are already predetermined, you're probably locked into a little bit of a longer deal than the Marlins gig. And now I'm starting to wonder, too, better gig now. Is it being a Jeopardy head coach, uh, uh, the host, or Wheel of Fortune as well, too? Because I I guarantee you, Pat Sajak at some point had to get bored, right? At some point, Pat Sajak in year 75 of this uh, run with him and Vanna had sit there going, I kind of need something a little bit different in my life. I'm just saying. we'll, We'll figure that out. Guaranteed, Pat Sajak, not bored, cashing those checks all these years. Speaking of working harder and working smarter, we're not really working on the Hawk and Crowder show. We're just having fun. So that music, uh, Solana, is that for Udonis? Is that for Karan Butler? Is that for uh, uh, the Football Friday? And... uh, um, uh, Michael Irvin is going to join us. I mean, I mean, there, there's so much going on today. What uh, is this for the new general manager of the Miami Marlins, Kim Eng? A smorgasbord of South Florida sports just minutes away. Plus, it's a feel-good Friday. Got some good reggae music. Manicky say Irie in just a few minutes. And if there's enough time, going to sneak in those Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers. Right here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Harder, harder, no harder, harder, 
560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on a feel-good Friday with one of my dude dudes when it comes to reggae. Love him. He's still doing it to this day. He's been doing it and doing it well for a long time. In fact, he's actually singing a little bit about Miami in this song. If you notice, south of 95, yeah. Eek a mouse. Eek a mouse with a little border patrol. Seven of us got back on the bus, felt like a loser. And we went from rooms, we got some food, I'm high a dreamer. And I went to some club, they were playing reggae rap and blues. And mm. That's eek, eek. A mouse with Border Patrol. Very unique, very good reggae to kind of set off your weekend. Oh, let's get across this border. I-95, yes indeed, eek a mouse, making you feel good on this Feel Good Friday, sending you into the weekend where there should be some sun. Speaking of the sun, I am Dan Day. Eh? Eh? Catch me on all the social medias at Dan Day Radio, and you can also catch me on the Hawk and Crowder Show weekdays from 2 to 6. No one has more fun than we do earlier today, talking about so much going on. Also, that punter dude, Kim Ang, she is overqualified in UD. Is he moonlighting at a subway? I I don't even know what to do with the amount of sports news that has transpired just today when it comes to South Florida. I don't know what to do. Full meal, baby. You got all the spaces. A full meal. You got a loaded (laughs) potato and you you got a side order of mac and cheese. Some yams. You do yams? A lot of starch. I do not know. That's in the sweet potato family, right? Hey, I think it's the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not my thing. Not my thing. So you're a green bean, ca- green bean casserole. Oh, guy, green bean casserole. 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 So that music, uh, Solana, is that for Udonis? Is that for Karan Butler? Is that for uh, the Football Friday? And uh, uh, Michael Irvin is going to join us. I mean, I mean, there, there's so much going on today. What? Uh, is this for the new general manager of the Miami Marlins, Kim Eng? First female general manager in Major League Baseball history. Uh, we also got some bad news about the Dolphins right before we went on the air. What is the music for, Solana? It's for all of it, Hawk, other than the bad news. Of course, the captain's back. He's back. 40. He's back. Not taking any UD slander from you today, Crowder, because I know you're going to bring it. No UD slander today, Crowder. I'm 50 years old. I'm tired of doing radio. How the hell is this guy still playing in the NBA at 40? Playing. You're using playing very loosely, too. I saw one of my friends tweet out, it's kind of like just getting a free gym membership at this point for you, Don. He's just going to work out. <laughs> He's got a good trainer. He's like, why would I give this up? Oh, I love UD. I'll wait till yeah, Monday, man. Solana. I'll wait till Monday. We all Fair. love UD. Fair. Everybody loves UD. So, all right, should we start with headlines, I guess? Today's a football Friday. And uh, obviously, we're going to bring you our football Friday hoopla. But yesterday... That told us yesterday that John Kajemi hit a hole in one at Augusta Gino. National. Gino, it was Gino. All right, so that's why. Like, I want to talk some Dolphins with him, but I'm watching the Masters right now. And uh, by the way, 
Uh, speaking of the Masters, I have in in the Masters pool that we do at the radio station. I've got we we should pick five golfers. I've got Dustin Johnson. I've got Justin Thomas, and I've got Patrick Cantlay. I think those are three of the top five right now on the leaderboard. Now, a lot can happen on Saturday and Sunday, but uh, I'm going to enjoy this while uh, while I can. You but make uh, decisions when we're not betting with you. I don't like this. <laughs> oh, we had the Titans yesterday. Oh, oh my damn punter was putting the ball. That eight punter, yards. the Get punter. I mean, honestly, that that changed the whole game. Then he comes back the next series, he gets blocked. I mean. The punter was terrible. Oh, boy. Third getting... punter that they've had in three weeks. He is donezo. Oh, yeah, and he has no friends right now. He's very None. lonely in that locker room. Yeah, yeah. he was a newbie as it was, so they didn't. Re- nobody mm-hmm. really knew him anyway. You come out there for your first game, and, uh, and you, you punt a ball 12 yards, Man. and then nobody get your next his... one blocked. Nobody's saying his name right now, Hawk. He's fellow, nope. buddy. Come yeah. on, buddy. Yeah. Tighten up. Hey, fella. Man, yeah. You need to get that ball off. Yeah. Nobody even said so, that. Uh, yeah, we had the Titans. So, has not been a good ride. Anywho, so there is a ton going on. Let's get headlines here with Alejandro Solana. We have to start here, guys. A historic hire by your Miami Marlins today. It yes. kind of started. It was the domino effect. The Marlins started off the new cycle this morning in Miami, and then it kind of spiraled out of control in a good way, I think. The Marlins hired Kim Ng as their new general manager. She replaces Michael Hill, who was not retained after the end of this past season. Now, she becomes the first female hired to a general manager position by any of the men's professional sports teams in the North American League. She has 30-plus seasons of experience in baseball, including three World Series rings, eight postseason appearances as an executive. She also, prior to this job, was a assistant GM of the Yankees and Dodgers. Yeah, she uh, she has a tremendous resume. The hire, as you as you say, is historic, and it really is. And I applaud the Marlins. I think it is a great hire. But I, like, I looked for well, what are the credentials? And in the Washington Post, Dave Shine, and part of what he wrote was there may be no more qualified general manager candidate in baseball than the one the Miami Marlins just hired to lead their baseball operations department. The resume was extensive. The respect around the game universal. And the news, which came late Friday morning, was historic. Kim Eng, 51 years old, becomes the first female general manager in baseball, as you mentioned, Solana, thought to be the first female GM across all major men's North American professional sports. And uh, he writes, the announcement announcement was both earth shattering for its glass ceiling shattering impact and perfectly mundane owing to Eng's impeccable qualifications. Seven years in the Chicago White Sox front office, beginning as an intern, working her way up to assistant director of baseball operations, stints as assistant GM for the New York Yankees, 1998 to 2001, and assistant GM for the Los Angeles Dodgers, 2002 to 2011, and nearly a decade in the central office of MLB, topping out as senior vice president of baseball operations. And like you mentioned, she's got three World Series rings. So sounds like a tremendous hire by the Miami Marlins. I love it because it gets out of the good old boy crew of hiring your friends. Like, yep. go find the best candidate possible. And like you said, three rings doing it. She was like vice president of MLB, senior vice president. Come on now. This lady's overqualified for this position. I mean, uh, the last, you know, or or I should say the last, but from from 
2002 to 2011, the Los Angeles Dodgers, pretty good organization. Before that, assistant GM at the New York Yankees, pretty good baseball organization. So, yeah, very excited about it. I uh, I think it's a tremendous hire for the Marlins. Hopefully this opens up other sports. This makes them think about it. And, you know what I'm saying, like, let's let's really go interview people. Let's see who can make our team better. The next big story today, it came about 50 minutes after the announcement of Kim Eng. This was courtesy of... Tim Reynolds of the 8P, he tweets out that Karam Butler will join Eric Spolstra's staff as a Heat assistant coach. So, CB coming back to South Florida. Yeah, Karam Butler, a uh, definite favorite. If you follow him on social media, good dude. His story, if you know it, is unbelievable and uh, a tremendous addition, I think, to the Heat coaching staff. What hair is he bringing? Because I've seen a bunch of different dudes. Flat top. I seen bald. Give me the flat I saw top. balding. Right. Then I saw a high top. Yeah. And then I saw an afro. Like, what? 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 We going, Karan? I need to know. Change it up. Got to change it up, like share. <laughs> then a couple minutes after Karan Butler, we find out the captain, number forty, Udonis Haslam. He's returning for his 18th season with the Miami Heat. He's going to sign a one-year deal, 2.5 million dollars. Listen, I love Udonis Haslam. I love him being on the roster. You know I love nostalgia. I always say I love Frogger. Frogger wouldn't make it in today's video game universe, but I love it, and I'll swear by it, and I love Udonis Haslam. I'm glad he's back, and I thought the best part of the announcement was he did it at one of the Subway restaurants that he owns wearing a Subway uniform. I thought that was just tremendous. Get that cash, you did Get yeah, that money, baby. That guy's building an empire. And Solana, you give me hell about it, and I and I bring it up like does he he doesn't really help on game day. But if they want a roster spot for him because he does so much behind the scenes that Spo needs him around, Pat needs him around, I have to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, I just see a lot of outrage towards Udonis Haslam. It's not like UD is forcing the Miami Heat to keep him around. Like he wants to play, and the Heat are accepting his want to be a part of the locker room. So I, I don't get the outrage he, towards Udonis. But he really doesn't want to play. He wants to help at practice because he doesn't play. And that's where the I'm, – I'm, don't do this to me. I'm just saying I can see where the rage comes from because people say – he didn't play at all last year. He didn't touch the court. That's a 15th roster spot anyway. Okay, we're really arguing about the 15th <laughs> well, roster that's spot. Well, that's the part that I go to. In all honesty, that's the, that's the place I go. It's like, okay, tell me the guy that's going to make a difference in that spot. And I guarantee you there's no guy you could bring in at a 15th roster spot that can have as much effect on the team off the court as a 15th roster spot guy could have on the court. just doesn't was- exist. Kendrick His value, Nunn, like, Kendrick Nunn was like, on like, practice squad, right? You but if you're saying? the 15th roster spot, you're not. You're not getting minutes. You're not. Like, I, I'm being honest with you. You are not. They're not looking at you to get minutes. That's the reality of it. They're not looking at you at, like at, as the next Kendrick Nunn. They're just not. They're looking for a space filler for when someone you know takes a maintenance day and they need someone to to get a couple minutes. And Udonis can do that. So I I, I like it. Clay Ferrero, he, he tweeted out something that made so much sense, which was uh, UD played a total of 44 minutes the entire season. Any young player who would play that few minutes, right, who would take up that 15th roster spot, would benefit in the G League actually getting more minutes and more reps anyways. So the 15th roster spot is not where you just want to couch a young prospect anyways. And I love when UD starts yelling how everybody looks at the ground. I enjoy that. Need those half-time And you know speeches. we did not like today's announcement. The, the person who did not like today's announcement, Lance Stevenson. 
And if I if I can if something can make Lance Stevenson unhappy someday, I'm all for it. Agreed on that, Hawk. So excited to have UD back. He'll be throwing sandwiches, pizzas. I think he has like 50 different businesses, a lot of them food-related. UD, anytime you want to drop by, hang out, have some food, maybe some drinks, you are always welcome. You're always welcome to join us on the Hawk and Crowder Show weekdays from 2 to 6. But if you can't make it, no worries. I got your back. Something called Hawkman Highlights, Crowder Crowd Pleasers, the week that was on the Hawk and Crowder Show. Hawkman Highlights. Highlights. Crowd. Crowder Crowd Pleasers. Crowd Pleaser. Bienvenidos al Hockey Crowder Show. Brought to you in Miami. Hi. So denim right on your booty and crowd. No, not with jeans. I'm not wearing okay. jeans now. Highlight. Oh, man. That's my dude DJ Ugalagabale. Good. I'm going to put some underwear on because Clay Ferrero is going to join us next. And I want to make sure that I look good. Hi. Ugalagabalay. Reminds me of the old uh, tennis player, Ivan Gulagong. 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 Hope it doesn't mess up Mons Venus. That's my spot. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Mons alone, Etta. There you go. Well, well said. What a crowd pleaser. What's his name again, Solana? Precious Achua. Oh, bless you. But what's his name? Whoa, Nelly. Whoa, Nelly! Whoa, Nelly! Precious, Precious, up top! Precious! Last time I told Precious to get up top, all hell broke loose. Yeah. I'm gonna put some underwear on. Whoa, Nelly! So denim right on your booty and crown. No. Well said. Uh-huh. I'm pleased. So denim right on your booty and crotch. It's my favorite one of those lines. It just <laughs> makes me laugh every single time. We're always trying to make you laugh and have fun on the Hawk and Crowder show. So please, once again, won't you join us? Enjoy the weekend. Probably going to have some fun. Sun or fun or none. I am going to have some beers. Going home, maybe watching some Netflix, drinking a few beers, having a good time. Who knows what I'm going to eat? I'm not worried about that. Going to get some football this weekend. we got the Canes tomorrow noon right here on 560 The Joe. The Dolphins on Sunday, 4 o'clock, right here on 560 The Joe. So you know where you need to keep it. 560 The Joe. I thought I was going to say right here. No, 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 no. And if you want to download the podcast for this show, any of the shows that you heard, Joe Rose, Dan Lebitard, Hawk and Crowder, those Hawkman highlights, Crowder Crowd Pleasers, Radio.com app, wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free, or you can simply go to our website, WQAM.com. I am Dan Day. This is 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.